Hello and welcome to another moderately mediocre mini. This time, this is actually the last in our group of Richard's moderately mediocre friends. Uh, and this time, we've got Derek Wirtz with us. Derek, would you like to introduce yourself? I think you did all the heavy lifting yourself. I'm Derek Wirtz, and that's about <laughs> it. I'm a guy around town and adventurer. Guy around town and adventurer. He's, <laughs> I don't know. He, he's modest. He's also an artist around town. Oh, yeah. That everyone knows and loves very much. Um, we are here today, once again, filling in for TJ. This is the last one before she returns to us triumphantly from sea. From the We've, ocean. Yeah, from the ocean. We've kept a sheer little candle burning in the window for her. <laughs> here we are. Um, let's she, see. What, uh, will she change? Is she different? When she comes back, do you think? That has yet to be seen. She might be. She might be a fish when she comes back. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> it happens. She know. may have thrown up so much body weight that she'll just be more of a stick than she is. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, have, she'll start, like, mutating into a, a mer person. <laughs> she'll, she'll turn into kind of like a starfish or something stupid yeah. like that. That's, that'd be the ideal formation, I think. It happens. I mean, a starfish is the ideal. In yeah, general. you can lose, like... Like 75% of your limbs and they grow back. As long as you don't lose your brain, you can pretty much grow back. That's, that's a sweet deal. That's a sweet deal. It's like Wolverine. Um, Wolverine of the sea. <laughs> you said you had some fun other conversation starters or bad ideas, which I kind of feel yeah. like might be a good spot to start. You may have heard Just of them. Just for already. fun. I might have heard of them, but I don't know if the people listening are. I'm going to... Oh, no. Beer. Um... Well, I think you like basically my ideas are like bad business ideas and things that nobody would do and another subcategory that I've drifted away from called if I were a millionaire and an asshole. <laughs> if you were a millionaire and an asshole. Yeah, if I just decided to not do anything good with money ever. It's so, a good thing you're neither. <laughs> yeah. So just that, that's what I would do. Like I would but there's like bad business ideas that and I, I had before I had a phone, I wrote them all down, like in a, a book. Like, for example, one of them was buy up all the beachfront pro- all the beachfront property in a small town and then like just put a wall up all around it. <laughs> and then over the speakers blare like sounds of the ocean CDs. <laughs> that sort of thing. But let people hear not see. Yeah, it's like noise canceling mm-hmm. or something or other. But yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of terrible ideas out there. There's a lot of very terrible ideas out there. One of them is probably this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. Oh, it's like if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I guess. And yet, I work a day in my life and don't do a thing else. <laughs> so, you had a radio show. Yes. Tell it. Tell me. Tell me and the group a little bit about that. Uh, well, it was an ongoing thing for a lot of years. I worked. At the local FM for like, well, since university, since I was first year university. So a long time I was in the executive. I did a, a jazz show, blues show. I was a program director there. I did like a show called Rock O'Clock. And did all these like... <laughs> Rock O'Clock. It was, you know that old thing like when you, you come up with like a name that's kind of funny at first and yeah, then yeah, it yeah. becomes like less funny over time, but you've mm-hmm. done it for a while. But it's like, it was embarrassing. It's like, this is Rock O'Clock, and I've been doing this for 12 ish years. <laughs> and it's just like a garbage name. I never renamed it. Um, what? what was it about? Like, it was just like, it was like an open format show. And I would just okay. like, play music and do uh, play. Which know, was the one with your like talk shows? Oh, that. The, uh, the talk show was, 
There's a few of them, but the one that stuck was one called Peel and Taters. Peel and Taters. We're like a, a few friends of mine and I got like pretend we were from Texas and we make up uh, issues to speak about. Okay. And it was always it was always funny. We just make it up on the go. It was like of the issues and by the issues and for the issues, just as Abraham Lincoln always wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, and um, the thing is, like when we made this, we made this show up on the fly, and it, it, we got invented on the fly too. Like we we. Um, Decided we we're going to start this impromptu radio show, and we picked out two. It was like, what are our names going to be? And I, I just grabbed the radio, the weekly schedule, and I like pick a finger, couple words or put, something. I closed my eyes and touched the thing. Touched yeah. it, and so like Ted was one name, <laughs> and then like I closed my eyes and did it again. And like like the associations where I touched again. So my name oh was, my god, Ted Association. So my name was Ted Association. And uh, Jeff's name is Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. He came up with that on his own. Not um, to mention good old constantly dying cowboy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was like a one time. Like, and we would never discuss what we're going to do. It was always yeah. just, we'd go in and we'd say like, all right, well, and whoever was interviewing, quote unquote. Yeah. Like, if it was Ted Association, I'd be interviewing whoever Judd was going to be. And then, like, we would take a break. It was a half-hour show. And I was like, we have to take a break. We'd do some commercials or whatever. And i come back, and I was... Ted was in the bathroom, and Jiminy Christmas was there interviewing whoever I was. Yeah. And it was Constantly Dying Cowboy one time. Uh, Judd had this... I love Constantly Dying Cowboy. Because he'd be, like, he'd be talking, and be like, oh, it's getting, it's getting dark. Is that you, Mama? And they're like, I can see the light. And then they'd be... And then he have a death rattle, <laughs> and then like Jiminy Christmas would keep asking him questions, and uh, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and he just, yeah, he'd just perk right back up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever take like improv or anything? Or was oh this, no, no, this is just all this is just all Derek. It's all just like dumb stuff that we were doing. I love and it. I was uh, who's the other guy? Like Judd's, he Judd was a woman named Onomatopoeia, <laughs> and she was from. <laughs> She was from Europe somewhere, somewhere in Russia or something, and she'd be like, yeah, yeah. oh, and I talked to my dog, and my dog went woof, woof, and like, and I got to my car, and like, vroom, vroom, and it was like, <laughs> everything. <laughs> it was Just like, absolute nonsense, though. Yeah. It was, oh, my God. It was great. And anyways, yeah, we, there's so many of them, and we just, we never recorded them, but it was just like, it's done, and it was over. Yeah, yeah it was just like live on air, yeah. and that's it. I there's, love it. There's always rumors that somebody... There, there's them. probably recordings of it. Like we didn't record somewhere. This was before. Like we didn't. This was pre-digital, I guess. And this was true ham radio. Yeah. Like <laughs> this was like back in the day. Like it was. We used to call it parking lot radio. Like as our frequency increased. Oh like, yeah. It was like it was like enough power to like if you left the parking lot of the rate of the university, you wouldn't hear it. And then it went up to fifty watts, and then it went up to two fifty, and I don't know what's at now. I have no idea. I did a little bit of radio work when I was in university, hmm. but like, I do not know the range that it went out to. I know that you could hear it on the university and from like well, the Fredericton shopping mall. And that's well, about it. It's interesting because it's not like a straight line of. It's not like a straight shot. Like it goes by terrain apparently. Yeah. So it goes like down. To, if you're in the top of a hill, it'll like go all the way down to the valley and all the way up the other side, and that yeah. eats part of your. Yeah, but if there's anything on the other side of that hill, it's not hitting it. Yeah. It's in a dead zone. That's, like, how they measure the range. But if it's a foggy day and you're in, like, a, a guy who uh, who had a show and he was in Hampton, he said he could hear it perfectly in his kitchen, 
but in the back side of his house, it was like nothing. That's so like, weird. if it's foggy huh. on the west side, you could hear, but not. So it's sort of like it's like Good thing really it's always foggy on the west side. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I don't know how it is now, but like for a while, that's how it was when I was like there. And yeah, active. yeah. Before I actually get into the story that I've prepared for you, I saw a, a hilarious article hmm. that I thought would be <laughs> maybe a good conversation topic, and if not, just something absolutely hilarious that happened. Okay. So the article itself is Russian chess robot breaks its seven-year-old opponent's fingers. What? So in Russia, there was like a seven-year-old chess protege. And he was playing against some masterful chess robot or something like that. I guess exactly what happened was that the robot made a move. And the kid knew what the move was going to be, basically. And so immediately after the robot played the piece, the kid played his piece. And the robot wasn't expecting it. So it grabbed the kid's hand and snapped his fingers. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Like how badly was how bad was the break? Do you think? As far as far as I know, it was just like it broke two of his fingers or something like that, or maybe one of his his thumb and his finger. But what about the three laws of robotics? (laughs) Doesn't that that factor in? I mean, like I'm pretty sure that this is the article like explicitly stated that this was not the robot acting out of anger or frustration. It was just like a weird input that threw it off so it broke the kid's fingers what what happens when a chess robot gets a taste for blood (laughs) that's the thing like did they go out and destroy the robot after i didn't actually read into it so i have no idea skynet activates yeah (laughs) um so something foolish that derek and i have had is kind of like an inside joke basically going since i've met him basically um it has to do with dolphins oh god (laughs) So for those who don't know, dolphins are like terrible, horribly... Oh, yeah. Your, your troubled relationship with dolphins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> dolphins are like these horrible, sexually deviant creatures that no one likes. They're all gross. If you think they're not, you're wrong. They might look like a majestic <laughs> creature, but they have rape caves and they drag I people into the depths. I've heard about this, but like maybe that's a commentary on being a sentient being like they're supposed to be the smartest creature on earth based on their brain capacity and everything well they're not smarter than humans well you know they're just stronger in the water well that's a thing you know like they're just different it's like they're apples and oranges apples and oranges (laughs) they're just different so they're allowed to do this humans swim do you have a special cave (laughs) 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 there's different there's different qualities oh my god um so (laughs) Going off that, the story that I have for you today, Derek, the 1960s NASA-funded failed dolphin LSD sex mistake. What? Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't hear this before, but... <laughs> All right. Uh, so this one I've actually written out a script for. Typically in this show, I just kind of like ad-lib stuff as it goes, but this one I was actually interested in. Is this a play that we both have to be in? <laughs> Not quite. Okay. <laughs> this is one where I'm going to tell you the story, and then we'll talk about it okay, as it yeah, goes. Okay, All right. All right. In the 1960s, NASA decided to fund an experiment to research dolphins and how clever they are. Uh, the main goal of the project was both to determine if dolphins could communicate with humans, and if we could use dolphins' communications to communicate with extraterrestrials. Hmm. <laughs> you know, classic stuff. 
Um, This project was run by Dr. John Lilly, who had previously observed how large dolphins' brains were and personally wanted to be able to communicate with the creatures. (laughs) So (laughs) we're off to a great start here. We've got NASA, we've got the 60s, we've got Dr. John Lilly. It's not yet. LSD comes in after. This is just like the the precursor to disaster. <laughs> so Dr. Lilly's fascination with dolphins began in the late 1940s when he came upon a beached pilot whale and was absolutely amazed by the size of its brain. <laughs> and there was a quote on the article that I was reading and he was like, it was a time when people were just like, whoa, the bigger the brain, the smarter it is. Yeah. End quote. <laughs> so... Um, This prompted he and his wife, Mary, to go on as many Caribbean cruises and sailing expeditions (laughs) as possible to observe big-brained marine mammals. (laughs) So they were just sailing all over the Caribbean looking for creatures with big brains, basically. They were taking cruises. They they didn't have, like, a research vessel. I mean, like, porpoises and stuff sail beside cruises. But, yeah, no, that that was it. That's weird. They were doing the economy version of... They were doing the economy version of research. Okay. Um, so finally with these things, they landed in Miami where there is a place called the Marine Studios, uh, where John and Mary were actually able to observe dolphins in captivity for the first time. And like, I don't know any of the explicit details of this, but for whatever reason, Dr. Lilly was able to, or sorry, was allowed to perform like live tests on these dolphins. Wow. For, for some reason. It's the 60s. Yeah. So, like, these tests involved what is called fine cerebral cortex probes, which were originally designed for rhesus monkeys, which were, oh, like, God. monkey yeah. tests were yeah all the rage back in the day. Um, however, so, like, the, these are actually, like, fine needles that would probe into the brain and be able to get, like, brain waves and stuff. Okay. Uh, however... Dolphins can't be sedated because they'd stop breathing and drown underwater. Oh, no. Um, So these tests were carried out on awake dolphins, basically. And for whatever that means, I didn't look too too far into that. Um, But uh, aside from that, one day as these tests were being carried out... Uh, Mary, Dr. Lily's wife, observed the dolphins like mimicking Dr. Lily and his assistant's uh, tone pitches, basically. So they were talking like, and the dolphin would go, and then the assistant would talk in a higher pitch voice, and she'd be like, and the dolphin would mimic that noise as well. And so Mary was like, holy shit. Dolphins can communicate with us. So, naturally, they began doing research into the dolphins to see if they could communicate with humans. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the dolphins having fun, like, making fun of how the humans spoke. Yeah. But I don't have any answers. But this is where we get to Margaret Lavat. Lavat? L-O-V-A-T-T. Lavat? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, we'll call her Margaret Lavat. Uh, so she wasn't a scientist, but she was an enthusiast of dolphins and found her way to this, like, weird testing facility and started, like, she, she walked in basically and was like, hey, I want to be a part of this. And they were like, 
okay, come on in, basically. <laughs> sure, it's the 60s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so she she was very, very interested in being able to communicate with dolphins. And red she, flag. Red flag, big red flag. <laughs> and so she came into this facility where there were three dolphins being held. Uh, Sissy, the biggest and pushiest, like, so she noted was the biggest and pushiest. Pamela, which she noticed was shy and fearful. And Peter, which she noted was a young dolphin sexually coming of age and a bit naughty. <laughs> oh my god. So I think you folks can probably see where this is going. I, I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm not going to comment yet. <laughs> so Margaret was able to observe three dolphins and proposed an idea of complete saturation with one of the dolphins. So she, like literally wanted to turn the observatory room basically into a full living habitat where she could live with one of the dolphins six days a week. Um, so she specifically wanted to live and observe Peter, mm. the young sexually active dolphin, uh, because, and this, this is her reason she gave, he had not had much human contact as opposed to the other two. So Lovett lived with and around Peter for six days a week. Uh, I'm assuming Sunday because that's the Lord's Day, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> There's no dolphin observing on Sunday. It's right there in the Bible. It's right there in the, do- the Bible. You are not allowed to observe <laughs> dolphins on Sunday. Um, something about eating fish or <laughs> something like that. I, I don't know anything about it. I feel like they did eat fish. <laughs> but um, so communicating with Peter went well, and he was naturally very curious and responded well, whatever the hell that means. Uh, however, Peter, as uh, Margaret Levitt had, Levat, 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 had stated, was a young male and was often sexually active. Hmm. So Margaret came up with this thing where she, like, she, <laughs> she basically said that it was annoying that these sexual urges were disrupting their communication practices. So... Like, before I go any further, she was literally in there trying to talk to Peter and being like, my name's Margaret. And the dolphin would go, and she'd be like, Margaret. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) And just continue. And then, um, so Peter would basically get horny. Yeah. And so another quote here. um, Margaret... To uh, not wanting the urges to disrupt their communication practices, Lovett would relieve these urges herself, manly, manually, uh, and then continue with the communication exercises. Wow. She also claimed further that this helped her feel closer to Peter. There was never anything sexual on her side, she claims. It's platonic. It's platonic, of course. Um, So... Fins with benefits. (laughs) Fins with benefits. God damn it. Um, So around the time, around the same time, NASA got like wind of the got wind of the idea of communicating with dolphins and took interest in the thing, Um, basically so that they could find a way of communicating with different um, species. Basically, like if they ever discovered something like an extraterrestrial or whatever. They were like, we need some way of being able to communicate with them. So we can be able to communicate with dolphins as a small step. Hmm. Naturally, we could communicate with extraterrestrials, which is a crazy thought, hmm. but whatever. So eventually in the 60s, as most like weird government agencies were at this time, Dr. Lily, 
was introduced to LSD <laughs> and its mind-altering capabilities. Mm. Um, so he believed that through mind-altering drugs, aka LSD, the scientists would be able to communicate with the dolphins. So, whoops, there goes the screen. We're still recording. We're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he believed that by doing LSD with the dolphins, he could communicate with them. So basically what we had was in this weird aquarium room, they had like six scientists all do LSD <laughs> and inject the dolphins with LSD. <laughs> Oh, they gave it to the dolphins. Oh, too? they gave it to the dolphins as well. Oh no! Like they don't have how do they, they don't have the dolphins' physiology though, and how it responds. To and that was the biggest problem. So the scientists got super high, and it had zero effect on the dolphins. Oh no! Um, so also in on this LSD experiment was Levat. So she was still living with Peter, and was like a high on LSD, believing she was on the verge of a breakthrough with communication and uh, continued to also provide sexual relief for Peter, like on the regular. Um, however, news of like the weird dolphin sexual relationship got out and NASA was like, yo, we're just here for the LSD, man. We're, we're here for the LSD. We're not here for like weird dolphin sex. We're pulling the funding. So they pulled funding and eventually shut down the lab. Um, Dr. Lilly also became uninterested in the dolphins because he was like, I don't care about dolphins. There's LSD to discover here. So he shut it down and basically ended the uh, live-in relationship ex yeah. experience that Levat was having with Peter. Uh, Levat stated that she wanted to take Peter with her, but didn't have like the means and funds necessary to do so. And here's where we get to the sad part of this. Oh. So not long afterwards, news reached Levat that Peter had committed suicide after not being able to spend time with her uh, and drowned himself. How do they know his motivation? I don't know. I don't know. But it was like it was quite shortly after the two of them were separated. Peter just drowned himself, basically. Uh, so this led to the dolphin experiments being a complete failure in every single regard. And that is the failed, weird LSD sexual dolphin experiments of the 1960s. There's so much, so many levels. <laughs> there's so many levels and there's so much shit that I didn't get into with this. But like, oh my god, like, why? I mean... I feel like the the woman the first red flag would have been this woman be like I like dolphins can I be in your group and live with one of them and give it you know manual release occasionally exactly <laughs> I, like as soon as I saw that happen I'd be like yo like, maybe don't do that this is this was never about the dolphins was it this was about you <laughs> you just wanted to jerk off weird dolphins so I guess. In regards to dolphins, this is kind of the opposite. This is like... Hmm. Someone's outside revving their motorbike. Alright, we closed the windows. This is something I should probably be in tune with at this point. But no more no more loud loud things. Derek has a new beer. That's fine. And we're here. Yeah. So, that brings us to the next section. Oh, no. Which is the Derek section. The Derek section? The Derek section. Do you... Do I know what the Derek section is? You do not know what the Derek section is, because I have not told you what the Derek section is. Uh -oh, okay. And I'm, I'm mostly just here to see what the Derek section can bring to us. Okay. 
Um, so something that I thought would be pretty funny to talk about, because you and I have been discussing this for, I think it's been over a month now. Um, so Don't be scared. <laughs> no, but everyone else should be. Uh, so I work at a bar. I've said this many times. Uh, Derek, Derek likes to visit me at the bar. Yes. No, no, crack it. Oh, I'm not allowed? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's a good sound we like on here. Okay. Um, but Derek, a while ago, he comes up with all these, like, crazy ideas all the time. Yeah. And we somehow got onto the idea of a ham tea. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, gonna, like... And it has evolved so much from, like, the well, initial get-go. Well, buzz marketing is, like... Like, buzz marketing is important. I think it's important to bring people into an idea. Of course. And at this point, this point, there's like eight or nine people that are all on board with the Hamptini and have all brought their insights into it. But my, my biggest disappointment of that whole process was like, I thought of like of doing a more economical version where it's made of bologna. And I forget what I called it. And I was like, here it is. It's like uh, bologna-tini. Bologna, or whatever I call it. He's like, how about beer loney? And I was like, ah. Oh. Oh my god! I was like, yeah. Oh no! I was like, yeah. it was right there. It could have been a beer loney. And I was like, like it was so, so obvious and so perfect. And I forget, I even forget what mine was. I think it probably is. I don't even answer. remember. It was something like bologna teeny or like bologna, bologna. I think it was bologna ale. I think it was bologna ale because I'm like, pretty sure I came up with the beer. Yeah, yeah beer loney is like that's so much better. Yeah, but it was like, but it's more economical because it's already in a cylinder and it's like it's softer. Of and course, you can fry it and it's like. Bologna, I presume, is cheaper than ham, so you can like, you can cook with a torch, <laughs> you and can then torch like, up the bologna, torch it inside and out, and then like give it to somebody. Like, here's beer, and it's cheaper. Every part of this is cheaper. Yeah. So, hang on. Before okay. before we go any further, <laughs> we, we have to actually explain oh, what shit. the ham teeny is. <laughs> I feel like we're yeah, with the car for <laughs> We're just picking up where we yeah, left yeah, yeah. off. Yeah. So but, yeah, yeah. No, no. Go ahead. You can uh, explain it better than me. Uh, the ham teeny. Is basically imagine a cylinder of pre-cooked of like cooked ham that you get like in any grocery store or butcher where it's like already cooked, and you cut it into a cylinder. And but you also hollow out like a glass where like a <laughs> vessel. So it's a vessel, and then it's it's slippery and it's gross. And there's logistical problems, right? So, but the, the the end of the day, no matter what the when you get the, all those problems solved, you would put like a martini. Or a liquor of some kind, but the the liquor is almost secondary because you get like an edible. Glass. Of course, you, you get an edible glass that is like very flimsy and shitty. But but the idea, and that's that's where the journey begins, is because you have to like do you you cook it with a torch, and then you put I, my idea was to put cloves around it so for better traction, and then you get this <laughs> you get this disgusting slimy drink and then at the end you get to eat like a you get to slimy. eat the entire thing after you drink yes. it. So. I haven't told you this part yet. <laughs> no, okay. But I actually went through and I might have developed a drink that would go very well in there's, an empty. There's been some lively debate about what would be good, and I think this consensus is nothing would be good, but I came up with a pineapple drink that I think would be very good with it. But what's the liquor though? The liquor in it was rum, I think. It was a white rum. That could be decent. So it was a, like a pineapple white rum drink. That would go inside of this hantini and have like some salt sprinkled on top or something think, like that. I don't even know if you need the salt oh, no, sprinkled no. on top. But There's probably already too much salt in yeah. that situation. And the last thing I added was like a dash of hot sauce. Hmm. That could be good. 
But like, yeah, the original idea, <laughs> one of the original ideas was to line like a glass with slices of ham and then like wet them and then they would freeze and then it would take them? the shape. But like then you've got a problem where if you hold on, your body heat like melts it. It's just, it would have melted almost instantly. Yeah, the ham <laughs> slices would come apart and then you're dealing with a whole other nightmare. But this is just like an aesthetic. The other, this was an aesthetic nightmare where you've got this disgusting <laughs> the, cylinder. Of the ham. entirety of the Hamtini is an aesthetic nightmare. Oh yeah, let's and not the, get it twist. And the costs, <laughs> the costs are like off the charts. You have to like. It I, would be like thirty dollars. I, I priced hams. I went up to Jeremiah's once and took a picture of all their hams. Is like, how much would this cost? Because they have to get like a right, the right cross section. You've, you've got to get the proper part of the ham. Yeah. That's why Birloni is a little better because Birloni is a little more consistent. But how do, how does the beer lo- well no, I guess Same you can difference. get bologna. Yeah, you get, in, you get it in the round. You get like round, a big round, chunk of fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a log, I guess. I think those are actually called. But like you cut them to the, the like you get like the uncut bolognese. Yeah, I guess and then you, you like literally chop it, it to the size you need you, and haul it out easily. Yeah, and you just like get get a big tin can or something or, and then you take it out and then you like I'm going to do this someday. I hope you know. I've almost, almost done it different times. Like, so funny. <laughs> like, I've unironically been researching things about it to the point where, like, I think I have, like I said, I think I have found a drink that would go well in it. Because, like, I think bologna is, like, the perfect, like, test material. Like, when mm-hmm. you make a car out of plywood or something, or clay. <laughs> then you're like, cars out of clay. Designers, car designers. Oh my for god! Air, for aerodynamics. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, no, I've actually seen that. Yeah, so like this is like bologna is our clay. <laughs> bologna is our clay. They could, make, they could probably make cars that are bologna and do the same thing. Oh my god! Bologna is like a puree that's hardened or something, isn't it? I guess. Like, do you think it would leak? No, not, especially if you cooked it. There's usually we oh yeah, right, you torched right, right. it with if like it, yeah. with like a, a food grade torch or whatever they do. Yeah, get a nice crispy outside. Maybe we just go in with like a legitimate flame for and blast each side for a couple seconds. Yeah, that'd be who would hold the baloney cup though? <laughs> uh, that robot that broke the Russian boy's fingers. He, he had he has it coming. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> it happened. Like, he was a seven year old chess prodigy. Of course he had it coming. <laughs> He's like, and that kid probably loved baloney. Of course. <laughs> Everyone in Russia loves bologna. It's, so it's the only imported meat they can have. It's the only stereotype they have. <laughs> Oof. It's like, are you, oh, you're one of those Russian folks that love bologna. <laughs> I don't is, know. Is that a thing? No, just, I'm just joking. It's okay, like, just making it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so, like, the ham teeny for everyone listening, that is something that, like, I... I actually want to make. Well, I, say, I, I I think we're going to do, like it's inevitable that's going to yes. happen at some point. I started doing a thing. I don't know if it's like the pre hamtini, but I was just decide. I was trying to figure out like how to make cups. And I know if you, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but like for or you I did, do. But the thing, I was like probably pre pandemic. I started trying to make a glass out of ice. Yeah. For for those of you who don't follow Derek on Instagram. Which which account would you? Oh, that was like that was the Go Team Derek account. Go Team Derek at gmail.com. D-O-K. Follow him. He good people. But it was like it was like uh, I made. It was like so many different levels. You have to put like a little bit of uh, you have to put like a little bit of water in the bottom of a big glass, and then put like put a shot glass in on top of that, and then fill it up around that, and then like take the shot glass out, and then you have 
in theory, you have a glass, a real clunky, awkward glass. A real clunky, awkward glass. It, it would be like, I don't know why I'm thinking of this right now, but it would be like a Play-Doh container. <laughs> but yeah, nope. But it's like, it's like a big, big glass. Yeah. And the walls are too thick, but it's like... But they have to be thick, otherwise they'd leak. Yeah. So there's no way to do it in a way... If you had like one of those silicone molds, that you can get it like one Ooh, pour like liquid... Yeah. Baloney into a silicone yeah. mold. Oh, Sorry. this is just getting worse. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I know in the original mock-up, the Hamtini had a stem, but I think that's impossible. <laughs> oh, no, no. The picture, I have the picture, and it's like, that's like not, that does not represent, because it's also got like, it's got like a full ham with like the, the lines <laughs> and the cloves in it. It looks really classy, but like a, ste- a delicate stem. And that would never work. I don't think it, I think it would just structurally fall right oh, off yeah. immediately. But you could do it probably... You could have a hanging one. You could just do that, but then have the stem that was made of glass. And oh, shit. Get, like a, okay. get, get a plastic stem, get a plastic wine glass from the dollar store and just chop the bottom off it. <laughs> and just stick it up underneath. And then... And then coat that in like ham slices. I wouldn't that even that wouldn't have to be you don't have to be too precious about that being You wouldn't have to, but I feel like you'd have to do it for like you the could, aesthetics of You could spray paint it pink or something and then be like oh spray painted pink. Like it's translucent, like like shiny pink. It's like is that also ham or like Can maybe, I eat this? I don't know. No. No, never mind. No one's gonna no one's gonna eat any part of that. Let's <laughs> be reasonable. I I would I would eat the ham around the ham team. There should be a a thing where if you eat the ham, then you get a second glass. <laughs> if you eat the ham, you get yourself a real glass afterwards. <laughs> no, you get a, how about you get a uh, you get a ref, one free refill? Mm. But then if you eat, if we watch you eat the glass, then you get a like you get a free. Glass. You just get a free drink after. Every time you get every time you eat the glass, you get two more refills plus one more for every. Two glass. refills for each glass. Yeah, if you get two refills, like a, you get a glass and then a refill with that that hamtini. But then if you eat the glass and we know that you've eaten it, then the next one you get three refills. Oh my and god! The next one you get four refills. I see. I see. So it's like, but you have to like love ham. You have to love <laughs> ham. You have to or bologna, I guess, in this situation. <laughs> It's not much, though. It's not that much ham. It's still quite a bit, though. Like, we're talking a, at least decent, like, eight-ounce glass or something like that. Wait, I, I guess I'm, my idea of what the scale of a ham teeny is different, maybe. Like, what do you say is a ham... What is your idea of the size of a ham teeny? So... I think it was, like, a shot glass. Yeah, like, I, I was thinking a little bit bigger than a shot glass. I was thinking, like, the tasters that we've got it uncorked, which are four-ouncers. Okay. So, like, inside diameter. Yeah, that would be the inside diameter. Okay. But so that means that, like, on the outside diameter, we're talking about like a, it's like you need like a half inch at least. It would be a half inch. So that that's a, still a lot of ham. And with structurally a half inch, unless you cook the bejesus out of it, it's going to be like a problem. That's still a lot of ham. So <laughs> I I agree with your sentiment. Where like to, it almost has to be like like jerky, like a jerky texture. It can't be like. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, I feel like if, I around. feel like if we do jerky texture, we can get like a fairly. Th- Thin glass on that. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have to be quite thick. Yeah. And that's not, no one wants that. Well, <laughs> maybe they do. I mean, it would be kind of like an ice cream cone, right? You take don't, like a little sip, take a few gnaws of ham. Don't eat dinner. Don't eat dinner. <laughs> We're going out for ham teenies, honey. Dinner, dinner, and drinks. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm going to go grab a beer. I will be right back. 
I am back with uh, Picaroon's Pride Apricot Ale, which I have not tried, so we're gonna we're gonna yeah. dig into that. Hamptini time is always a good time. Hamptini time is like a very very hot debate at the bar yeah. at all times. I think it, it's funny that people people have opinions in it, like. I feel like I have strong opinions about it. And if somebody has some has, has something dumb about, about it, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like it's a dumb thing to have hard opinions of it. My favorite thing is that people start out immediately and they're like, gross. That's so gross. But then you talk to them for a minute and they're like, oh, but wait, if you hollow it out this way, it would yeah. work so much better. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have... We have converted quite a few people. I was the same way. I was like, Derek, this is a stupid idea. Yeah. And then he explained it a little further, and I was like, okay, we're on to something here. Yeah. Like, I think the idea of an edible glass is like, because we have ice cream cones, mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the same kind of deal. Like, it's it, a bowl. Yeah, no, it's a similar situation. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's kind of how I, I had an ice cream for the first time in like two years the other day. Oh, nice. And I forgot how annoying yeah. cones are, just that everything keeps dripping on it the entire time. Were you one of those kids that like bit the point off in the bottom and then it dripped all over you? As what? Like, Is that a thing? Some chaotic children do that. Chaotic children need to be like put in the ground. They'll be like, they'll be like, like eating their ice cream and it's like, mm, for some reason I want to bite the point off the bottom of the ice cream. Was that you? No, no. I oh, thank God. But then they would do that, and then all of a sudden, like, they would take way too long to eat their ice creams, and then it would be, like, coming out at the bottom like a faucet and, like, getting all over everything, and I'd have to be like, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the absolute worst mistake you could make. It's, like, disturbing when I was a child. It was it's disturbing. Like, when you're an adult, you're like, okay, well, you're a child, and that's the way you're living, choosing to live your life, I guess. If I ever saw an adult bite off the bottom of a cone before they began eating it, I think I'd punch them in the face. I think the idea is, like, you want to drink the ice cream. You know there's melted ice cream down there. So they're like... And they're like... But that's, like, why you eat the cone. Because then, well, then you get it all at the bottom. Children are done, though. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so, so are many people. Yeah. I, but, yeah, no, my problem the other day was that, like, I got down there was about, I don't know, an inch of cone left. And I bit halfway through it, not expecting it to be totally filled with, like, liquid ice cream. Yeah. And it just, it exploded. It was not a good time. What is the age when you can't get an ice cream at an ice cream stand or whatever, and then drop it, and then start crying, (laughs) and then get more ice cream? I don't think that age exists. Lindsay, uh, I was with Lindsay, who you guys have already heard Lindsay. She was the first in this uh, group. I was with Lindsay. And we both walked out of the ice cream stand, and there was just a huge, like, splat of ice cream on the floor. And we both looked at it, and we were like, that's so upsetting. Yeah. Did, did they even try, I wonder, to get more ice cream? I don't know. It was a big, like, if it was a scoop, this was like a fucking giant snowball. Because people generally don't care, I don't think. Like, people, I shouldn't say everyone in retail, but if you're working at an ice cream stand, you're like, hey, man... I dropped my ice cream in the parking lot. Can I get another one? It's like the retail, the actual cost of that scoop. Like it's the person, so the person they're paying minimum wage isn't going to be like, you know, isn't going to, they're not going to care. Exactly. Like, exactly. Whatever. Sure. Here's another. I, I've noticed that with so many places. It's like, where was I? I think I was at the barcade, but somebody bumped into me and literally knocked the drink out of my hand, 
Yeah. And it shattered on the floor, and the the security guard came over and he's like, "What the hell happened here? Are you drunk?" And I was like, "Dude, I literally just got here. Someone just like bumped this out of my hand." And he was like, "Okay, why don't you go to get another one?" And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> so I I went up in there. I was like, "They bumped it out of my hand," and they just gave me another drink. For you're, it, so. But you're crying so hard. I was I was <laughs> weeping. The worst part is I was in like. I was in a full suit that night because yeah. I was like attending this gala thing, yeah. and, and it spilled all over my suit. The well-dressed man it can't catch his breath through his sobbing. Could you get him another drink so we just stop <laughs> crying so much? And then you're like, like I was at a gala, <laughs> and then my drink spilled. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if I hadn't been well dressed, if they would not have given me the drink. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. If you're gonna be clumsy or get pushed from behind, then be just well just make sure you're well dressed. Let keep that in mind for tips, tips and tricks from Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Always be well dressed. With so if you drop your ice cream, you can you can there. just get a free one. Yeah, it's free ice cream for life. Sob about it. Cry or cry. Sense. Is there anything that you wanted to bring to this specifically? Um. I, I, always, I always have bad business ideas. Okay, no, we we need some we need some bad bear, bad Derek business ideas to end this. B, D B. B D B. B D B. B D B. Actually, the thing that I was gonna talk about is like a concept. It's, it's an offshoot of millionaire or like a millionaire asshole idea. Okay. Or, but it's more like a test of people. Like, like would you rather have? I don't know the level. This is where it needs some tweaking. Okay. But like if you had, would you rather have, say, $5,000 free and clear or $15,000 in toonies, but they're in a concrete block evenly distributed and it's about the size of a car, like sprinkled in, in like your chiseling way and you can get like all the toonies and there's $15,000 in toonies in there. But you have to put in the work to you get it. You have to get the work. But Or I guess you'd be like, Five grand. Here it is, Richard. Here it is See right now. I'd take the 15. But, like, what if... Mostly because I actually have a pickaxe, so... Like. But what if, but I, and the bigger question is, what is the level? Like, what's the threshold? Like, what if it was 10,000? Or what if it was 6,000? I feel like I feel like for something similar to this, you would have to be like, what if I give you 5,000 right now? Or you can get, like, 8,000 if you put in the work. Because, like... I don't know how long it would take to dig all the toonies out of it, but like $3,000 for doing a bit of extra work, hmm. that's still a pretty good... And I'm, talking like, I'm not talking about you find a pocket of them in... No, like, it's like individual it's like, like I, you toonies. Pull, you pour like a half-inch layer and you sprinkle them in, and then another yeah. half-inch layer and you sprinkle And continue them in. to do so that. So it's like, like all a giant rocks. So like you're going to... And when you get them, like got me, and I don't know why, I just thought about this a lot for a time... Like, what got me is, like, they're all going to be caked with concrete. That Yeah, that's the hard part. And it's like, yeah. I feel like there's some, like, acid or something like that that melts concrete. Maybe. Maybe. How much does that cost? Not a clue. <laughs> Not a clue. $10,000. $10,000. So I get $5,000 for doing the work. Yeah. yeah. But I... I uh, mm, these ones always get me. It's like the... I remember taking a stupid, like, test when I was in... I know, grade four when I was an idiot. I was an idiot in grade four, though. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay. 
But what were you... Sorry, I'm like hiccuping here. Um, but the, the, the test was, would you rather receive a million dollars right now or receive one penny a day, but the amount you have the previous day is doubled in each? So like the first day you get a penny, the second day you'd get two pennies, the next day you get four, the next day you get eight. And the, the amount would just keep doubling and doubling and doubling for, I think it was like three years or something like that. Yeah, and in, in the end, the amount ended up coming to like $10 million. Yeah. So me being a dumb fourth grader, I was like, I just want a million now. And then at the end of it, they were like, yeah, but you can have the $10 million in four years. And I was like, yeah, but I'd rather just have a million in one. Yeah. <laughs> so. What's that thing, the marshmallow test? Like, did you see that in psychology? The marshmallow right? test? It's like, it's, it's not... Um, it's delay. It's about delaying gratification for children. They have no mm. concept of that. It's like I'll give you a marshmallow now, but if you wait five minutes to eat that marshmallow, I'll give you another marshmallow. Ooh. And then they're like, most kids will just like stare at the marshmallow and they'll like eat it right away. They're like, oh well, who cares? Fuck it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> dogs and children. Dogs and children. What's the St- difference? Staples of the psychology industry in the same. They're both walks around on leashes these days, I guess. <laughs> Any other bad business ideas? Yeah, like, um, these ideas are just, like, like, they're always based on me being a millionaire. <laughs> and this, <laughs> Someone this, wealthy with power. But this is, like, me owning, these business ideas are me owning a building, and, like, you know, you've, you've like, tenants, and you're doing the right thing, and you're not charging them too much, but, like, on the ground floor... So, so this is a landlord owning a building? Yeah. Okay. But, like, I... Like on the ground floor, of a, there's like a business and then like upstairs is tenants. But like on the business floor where I don't give a shit about like if the business is successful or not because I'm a millionaire. Because <laughs> you're just, a millionaire, you've got tens to pay like anyway. Multiple failed businesses and I don't care. <laughs> and it's like, and one of them is called uh, Supreme Court Just Toast, where it's like you have, uh, like people come in, it's no frills, it's like toasters all set up. And uh, you're dressed like a Supreme Court judge with like a powdered wig, and oh you pay like God. three dollars for toast. And what you, do you mean? And there's like no frills. It's like there's like oh, is there like cinnamon? Is there cinnamon jam or anything? Is it like different no, bread? It's just, no, no. just a guy in a robe and a powdered wig, and he will press the lever down, <laughs> and then he'll take your three dollars. <laughs> And then he'll give you the toast and a paper plate at the end. You know what? Gavel. I would absolutely do that. If he hit the gavel at the end and was <laughs> like, Your toast is served or something Three dollars, like please. And he like slaps the gavel down. Like, I would absolutely <laughs> do that. It's the stupidest thing, but oh, I'd, no. I'd pay for the experience. And you're, and you're not and you're not peer pressured into being successful. So you can let it run until everyone's just like so over it and everything is so stupid and like all right all right all right i'll do another one <laughs> is there like butter on the toast or is it just oh, yeah. a slice it, of toast i think it might even just be margarine but like it could be butter too all right you know what butter, I, i'm still butter on and margarine and the companion business to that that has to almost be like you need, almost need two storefronts is one called all rise <laughs> it's just it's just rye bread but <laughs> But it's like before Supreme Court just toast. It was like all rise, and then Supreme Court just toast. All rise, make way for the Supreme Court just bring, toast. And you can bring in like your rye bread, and you can. That's the only Ooh. way. That's the only way you get 
non-white bread. Interesting. So it's a twofer. Yeah, but it's like two different businesses. I like it. It's like, I and I have a connecting doorway. It's like two like a like two buildings that are sort of touching each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with a connecting doorway. Yeah, it's called like, oh, we're like businesses. We only sell rye bread here, and maybe they're also maybe the guys dressed like a bailiff. <laughs> Ooh, a bailiff with rye. I'm trying to think of a good name for the connector between the two businesses. In my Just camp. a door. Let's not get fussy. All right, <laughs> that I works. I don't know. That it's works. Like, it's certainly. I was, I was trying to think of something like courtly, but is there something? Well, is I was. There kind a technical of, term for that? No, or? I was kind of thinking of like the jury's room or like the the. No, I got nothing. We'll just call it a door. <laughs> it's a door. It'll be a door. Yeah. I I would actually do that. That would be something that, like, if I was a tourist and I knew that there was a supreme court of just toast, Yeah. I don't care if it was three bucks. I'd go in and get that slice of fucking toast. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I keep coming with, I keep thinking of other ideas, too, but I think we're out of time, probably. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Maybe. I mean, we've got time. If you've got more, you want to fire out. The other one, and the big one that I've been thinking about a lot, is like, it's called Horsies. Horsies? Horsies. And it's a bar, but it's a, no, it's a restaurant. And the, the main idea is there's a horse in the restaurant, an actual horse. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, it's not, it does, has nothing, it's like a regular restaurant. Is this like the horse in the hospital? What? No, no, no. Oh, no, no the hospital where he goes through, Peo, the horse, and he like finds the people who are the sickest and like communes with them. Yeah. No, this isn't anything spiritual or deep. There's just a horse there. Okay. Okay. And it's like, but the horse is there and he's out back and, um, or he or she or whatever the horse is. And they, and, uh, so, so it's not actually in the restaurant. It's, it's like back. adjacent to the cash maybe. So there's, like, oh, there's, shit. there's, no okay. there's like a door, like an archway <laughs> and the horse will come out and like, in, like commune with you as you're paying your bill. But like, but the thing is like, the the journey is like how do we how do we make this possible? And I think that's that's the triumphant journey is like how do we get the permits to make this happen? <laughs> that would be the true victory. That would be the hardest part. Is like so like is this whole idea just having like a restaurant with a horse that yeah, hangs horse, out with there's it? a horse there. Like did you go did you go to horses? Is there there's a horse in there? <laughs> <laughs> and then you do it. You go there and there's an actual friggin' horse like Adjacent Just to the chill. cash. They come up to the cash and you're done. And then there's a horse right there. The restaurant smells terrible. But you no, get... there's like, but that's the thing. Like, you probably can't have a horse indoors. So you have to have like a paddock out back. And it's like human, there's like animal, like cruelty issues. And I had an idea where like every day of the week you had, you named one of the horses for every day of the week. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you're up on Sunday. And then, like, <laughs> Monday's here, and you get... So people get to know their favorite horse. And yeah, come yeah. on a certain days, right? Man. And have, then, like... Have you ever watched horse racing? Uh, probably. Okay. Not, not avidly, but... Just with the names of the horses. I was in Hong Kong with my girlfriend at the time, Zoe. And we were watching horse racing. And holy shit, the names they give the horses. So, I, I'm sorry to cut in there. No, no, like, what, what would we do with the names of the horses here? Well, it's, it's not it's not horse racing. So, you could be like, Monday, Monday as you know it, Monday the horse is gone and dead. So, like, there's a new Monday. There's a new Monday. And maybe you try to match it to be the same coloration. But, like, full disclosure... This horse is brown. Like, all the Monday horses are brown. All, like, 
There's a Palomino on Tuesday. On Monday, we've got Caramel the Horse. Caramel passed away, but this is still Caramel the Horse. Just name them Monday, and then they don't know their names. But I think, like, it, it could be a Pavlovian experiment, too. Like, you <laughs> you like have a little bell when you're done, and you're like, ding! And then the horse knows, like, and you get your bill and, like, a little bag of oats or whatever. And then you'd go up, and you'd get, like, to pay your bill, and then, like feed the horse so do you like eat with the horse or no at the end like when you're done you don't get you don't get to like feed the horse like pork chops and like hang out with the horse I see I see I see this is like a special only at the end but it's like it's a prestige thing you're hanging it there's a horse there do you pay extra to get the horse oats maybe I never I think that would be a good business practice I think like that has to be like a thing that you just get or maybe the receipt or maybe the receipt is made of oats somehow Oh shit! An oat made receipt, and you can feed it to it's the like horse organic. at the end. Of the it's day. like printed on like a banana or like a piece of lettuce somehow. They yeah, just, yeah. They just scrawl. See, I feel like you could at the end be like, "Hi, thank you for your service here at Horsey's. Would you like to pay five dollars to feed Monday oats?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Monday has to care about it. But maybe, maybe Monday becomes. Just kind of like, whatever, I don't care. Maybe Monday... Monday is a horse. I feel like Thursday would be a cow or like a zebra or something foolish. It wouldn't be called horsies anymore then. Maybe that'd be a ripoff. Maybe it would still be a zebra. And they'd be like, yeah, no, this is a horse. And you'd see a zebra and be like, you'd like mm, paint it. But I still want to feed it oats. <laughs> well, I think you're kind of dragging the bottom of the barrel a little bit more. The original vision is like, there's a horse. <laughs> and you have to get like... The horse people are because like the horse exactly. people, the horse people are more fanatic. Yeah. See, I'm I'm the I'm the wrong person because I fucking hate horses. Okay, that's fair. But like there, but you. But if there was a zebra, goddamn, I'd feed that well, thing. Oh, I think is once you cross the threshold of having like livestock in a building. Oh yeah, you can just go for it. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's horses and next to it is like zebronies, zebronies, and zebronies. <laughs> It's like, yeah, Stripes. Stripe! Oh my god, Stripes is the perfect name for it. It's like, like, it's like what's in Stripes? Is it a referee bear? No, there's just a zebra in there there's all the just, time. There's just one zebra in there. He lives there. Like, they would have to have, it has to be like, you know, SPCA approved. And they, yeah. they, and you know, maybe at the, like, when they're not there during their shift, you take them out to a nice farm, but like they get trucked in, and like, for Monday. <laughs> but like, the, ideally, you have like, an area where, like, out back where they all just live. And yeah. It's like, come on up, Monday. Get into the get into the area. Get in the truck. Your shift's starting. Come on over to this area of the... So you'd have to, like, bulldoze, like, <laughs> uptown, part of Uptown St. John and plant, like... Oh, perfect. Acreage. You know what? Like, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Man, I feel like the horsies and the stripes would be so overweight by the mm. end of it. Like, you know people would be coming in and they'd be like, can I buy, like, two bags of oats for horsey? This is not a petting zoo, sir. Here. <laughs> you have to, like, are you here for a meal or you just want to hang out with a horse? Because you can go to other places and pet horses. You can go to the farms and this pet horses. Dining- you're- Honestly, sir, you're making a scene. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> this is the finest of dining. And then at the end of the night, like, after the original Monday has passed away, there's, like, a very special event that goes on where you get to eat the horse. Oh, no. (laughs) But maybe. I think it'd be a solemn occasion. Never be really sad. 
and then you could make people like buy uh, like a special put it buy a special fund or something it's like as a beast of burden or whatever it's sort of like it has like one purpose it's got it's, one purpose and then it's like I'm not gonna am I gonna eat my vacuum cleaner <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like that's sort of like the modern uh, it's like if I am I gonna eat my car my car like my car broke down my 04 Toyota Corolla is gone am I gonna eat the eat that now better do it eat the exhaust <laughs> do we uh do we exhaust all all topics for this week damn it Derek <laughs> I think an hour is probably good to cut it here because this is supposed to be a mini but it's a mini hey, you know it's just whatever well, I'll come back again someday. Yeah, no, we, we'd be happy to have you on the show. Um, for everyone listening, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Fine. Google Play, and uh, I don't know, somewhere else probably. All that place. All those places. Uh, thank you for listening. In the next episode, we will have TJ back, and she will be... She'll have her sea legs. She'll have her sea legs back, so we'll see and how that goes. Legs. Anyway... Thanks for listening. This has been the Derek episode. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye.